Look at those ribs. Don't those ribs look good? Don't they make you feel a little bit hungry every time you see them? <laughs> I think so, too. Okay, listen. We've got some news for you today. Uh, but you know what? We've got some accounting to do. My name is Dan Benjamin. You can follow me anywhere you like to go at uh, Dan Benjamin. That's going to be Twitter, Instagram, and right here on YouTube, and I guess Periscope, and whatever Twitter decides to replace Periscope with while you're hanging out on YouTube with me. Make sure to like and subscribe. That makes a huge difference. In fact, it's one of the best things that you could do to help me publicize a show. And I'll do something I don't usually do, which is to say, uh, like the show and rate it on like iTunes and Spotify. You know, it's a podcast you watch there. All of you guys who are uh, who are just the listening. That's right. Mind. I'm talking to my theater, the minders uh, who care about this kind of thing. Please like or subscribe or whatever it is that you do on iTunes and Spotify because that's important. And, of course, on Patreon, I'm at Dan Benjamin over – well, not at Dan Benjamin, just patreon.com slash Dan Benjamin. Give me – I'm thinking this show is now I'm going to say it's worth $5 a month. I think that's reasonable, especially with the cool new uh, stuff that I'm going to be giving you guys there. It's about ready to launch maybe today or tomorrow. Uh, so you can do that. And uh, and let's let's get started with the show. What do you think? Uh, I think we do it. And what what day is today? I've got to check. It's February 11th. It's Thursday. It's 2021. And of course, <laughs> uh, you know, it just gets weirder every single day. Dude. Of course, you know, there's this thing Facebook said to be building a product to compete with Clubhouse. Neat, right? <laughs> you know, you're never going to guess what they call it, though. <laughs> they call it they call it fires. <laughs> They call it Fireside. No, really. Uh, they're calling this thing Fireside 2. Um, I think every company is going to call their product Fireside. I just, I think that that's, that's just what I'm doing. It's just what I'm doing now. My new business model is to just defend, <laughs> defend the name of the company that I started in 2016. And... Uh, <laughs> Uh, you know, it's funny. You kind of have this to, our concern, dude. you have to kind of laugh nowadays. You just, you kind of have to. So I'll, I'll do the big one. Um, everyone's calling it fireside. Every company is going to be called fireside and every company that doesn't have a company name already is going to name their company fireside. So, uh, yes. Now some serious news, some sad news. Uh, at least three people have died after a pileup, um, Involving a hundred cars, one hundred cars and trucks. This completely is shut down I thirty five West in Fort Worth. This is happening like right now, like this just happened. And can you imagine a hundred vehicles? A hundred vehicles. There are people who are trapped inside their cars. There are at least three people dead. I thirty five West backed up in both directions from Interstate thirty to well past Loop eight twenty. Uh, here's just a couple pictures of this. There's not a lot of pictures, but I mean, this is the kind of thing you see on TV in like a, um, you know, one of those action movies where you see all these cars piling up, but it's not, it's real and it's horrible and it's happening right now. So, um, you know, I guess if you're out there, be careful, but the weather is going crazy right now. There's lots of ice. You can see I'm in the flannel today because it's really cold and this office studio cannot stay warm. So, uh, yeah, that's not a good thing that's happening right now. So be careful if you're out there. Uh, there's an article here uh, talking about this impeachment trial that's been going on starting on Monday. But yesterday, apparently a lot of 
information came out, a lot of video uh, showing what was really going on, never before seen video from inside the Capitol and uh, what they're trying to do, what they call the the people who are presenting this uh, and, and witnessing it, they call them, even though it's the Senate, they call them impeachment managers. So there's a bunch of articles in the news, uh, my news links, which you'll see over at danbenjamin.live on the latest episode, uh, where they're trying to basically demonstrate Trump's what they're calling lack of remorse over the Capitol riot. Uh, it says um, here, let me just read from this article, Joe Biden told reporters he spoke to Chinese president that's also going on. I just want to mention that. But what they're talking about, why does it play the uh, audio like that? Uh, but so that's important to mention. But the the main thing is that what he said about the Capitol riot videos, he says some minds may have been changed. He's meeting with senators in the Oval Office like right now to talk about uh, to talk about this and a handful of other things. So if you're interested, not all the video has been made public, but a lot of it was shown uh, yesterday and it's it's on TV if you want to go and try and watch that. Um, now, somebody told me, somebody told me, let's see if this works. They say that if I put a, a dot a after the URL on Newsweek, that it, the article will display, even if I have an ad, you know, ad blockers and I'm not subscribed and it doesn't work. So I must have done it wrong. But I'll, I'll just tell you what I read this morning at home since this isn't logged in. Uh, QAnon people believe that everything, this is what this article in Newsweek says, that, that the QAnon people believe that everything that's going on right now is part of, still part of the plan. And that we, they ju we, everyone just needs to hold out and wait because Trump will still be returning to the White House. This is what's in Newsweek. I can't read the article to you because it's blocked, but it's something that if you're interested in that version of reality, you can go to Newsweek and read all about it. Remember yesterday that I was telling you guys about the Florida water treatment uh, facility and how uh, people were able to get in and- uh, Oh, I'm infected, help! Yes, tried to, uh, you know, sabotage the water treatment facility. Well, the information on what actually happened has come out now. And it turns out that this wasn't actual real much hacking. I mean, technically it was hacking, but that's not really what happened. The water treatment plant left off-the-shelf remote control software running on these critical computers that were connected to the internet and never even bothered to change the password from the default that it ships with. So yeah, the hackers found that. That was what they did hacking, but they didn't socially engineer their way into it. They didn't use brute force to figure out a password. They just said, oh, this software that allows complete access and remote control to critical systems that ships out of the box, this was left on, It the password was not changed, it was just default settings, and so they were able to get in there, and uh, they didn't, they never issued individual passwords, they never did anything. It says, any employee could adjust the entire town's water supply on a whim from anywhere in the world, which is probably what happened. The uh, former U.S. cybersecurity czar, Christopher, uh, Christopher Krebs, uh, said that it was very likely an insider, possibly a disgruntled employee, someone who would already have access, which would make this not much of a hack at all. So change your passwords, especially if you're running a super critical system. Um, Robert F. Kennedy Jr.'s Instagram account was removed for false coronavirus claims. Here's a picture of him shouting into a microphone 
and uh, and looking uh, kind of angry. Uh, they removed his account uh, yesterday. Apparently, uh, the spokesperson for Facebook, because you remember that Instagram is owned by Facebook these days, uh, confirmed, the remo- confirmed the removal and told The Wrap, which is the place where I found this article, quote, we removed this account for repeatedly sharing debunked claims about the coronavirus or vaccines. And that's coming after Facebook announced earlier in the week efforts to remove false claims on Facebook and Instagram about COVID-19 and all of the vaccines and everything else. And so this is weird to me because I still struggle with this. And I'm curious what y'all think about this. Is if you believe something that's not true and you say it, but you're not doing it to stir things up. You're just sharing something that you believe. Certain things get you censored. Certain things don't. I've used this analogy before. If I say that this can of of, uh, 365 Lime sparkling water, who not sponsored the show, shame on them. Uh, If I said it tastes just like Coca-Cola, and it tastes just like Coke, y'all should go out and buy it. It tastes just like Coca-Cola. And you're going to go out and buy it and taste it and say, this this tastes nothing like Coca-Cola. Okay, but would I get censored for that? I might be, I don't know, directing people to go and maybe waste some money because they think they're getting Coca-Cola and instead they're getting lime. But is that illegal for me to do it? If it's my opinion that it tastes, if it tastes like Coke to me, I can say that, right? If I say that, I don't, I, I believe in UFOs or I don't believe in UFOs. Is that something that will get me in trouble? No, it's only certain topics, right? It's only if I talk about something like election fraud or if I talk about something like vaccines, vaccinations in general, or I, if I were to suggest that maybe masks don't work the way that the CDC says that they work, for example, all of these are, are certain topics. But would I, as somebody with a relatively small sphere of influence, get in trouble for saying something like that? Or is it only people who have a larger sphere of influence, somebody who has some kind of uh, power or influence over people that gets uh, in trouble for it? So this is something that's just very, very fascinating to me to watch how these platforms want to censor. But at what point, if we get very used to people being censored, regardless of their sphere of influence or their power, if we start to accept that people can be censored for saying something that falls outside of what is the generally accepted to be true narrative, in other words, something that um, the mainstream media, and I have no problems with mainstream media for the record. I mean, my media is better, right? But if mainstream media believes something or says something and someone says something that's different, the culture is now to censor and potentially even cancel that person. If they say, let me say that again. If you say something that's different from what mainstream media says, you will very likely be censored or canceled. And that's fine, I think, if we know for a fact that what the media says is always true and we have implicit trust in the media and we know that everything that comes out is absolute truth, but we actually don't see that. In reality, that's not always the case, is it? In many situations, what is shared with the media and what the media reports later turns out to be wrong. This has happened quite a number of times. Oh, 
Here's a case in point I can think of, masks. When masks first were uh, discussed relating to coronavirus and COVID-19, we were told masks do not work. Don't bother with them. We were also told to wash all of our food. We were told to wash our hands obsessively. Remember that? Wasn't that long ago, but that's what they told us. Now, not only do masks work, they're required. Not only has one mask work, but two is even better. Now we know the reason why we were told masks didn't work was so that there wouldn't be a run on masks and so that the people who needed them most, the frontline medical workers and people like that, would be able to get them. So in a sense, we were told something that wasn't true. Could I say that we were lied to by the CDC, by the people in knowledge, with that kind of knowledge, by the media itself for reporting that? That's not true. How can it be true that today masks not only work but are required and double masking is, is suggested and pretty soon that will be required? But not that long ago, really, we were told masks don't work. Now, what if when we were told that masks don't work, people had said they do work, they do work. Would they have been censored? Probably not. But now if you say masks don't work, you will get censored. That's interesting. What else are we being told in the media that's not true? And yet, if we say something against it, we would get censored for. I'm not saying this in defense of uh, Kennedy there. I, I don't, you know, I don't know what's going on there. I, don't, I didn't even read what his opinions were about it. I'm just reporting the fact that he was censored. But isn't it interesting? It is to me to think that you can be censored for saying something, true or not, that you believe that goes against what mainstream media says. It's something to think about. Uh, speaking of politics and saying things, Mark Cuban tried to take politics out of sports. And uh, as it says here in The Guardian, the right-wing ecosphere exploded. He decided not to play the national anthem before Mavericks games. And this went on about two months, and no one really seemed to notice it. Uh, interesting, right? Um, but it says that... Uh, well, let me just, I'll just read it for you. From the moment nearly five years ago when uh, Copernic first kneeled during the national anthem to start a conversation over racial inequality and social injustice, the collective plea from the American right had been loud and clear, keep politics out of sports. Mark Cuban decided to keep politics out of sports, and then it went crazy. This happened pretty much yesterday, um, condemning the decision by Mark Cuban, who is a billionaire owner of the Dallas Mavericks, to not play the anthem before the team's home games. The Mavs managed to get through 13 preseason and regular season games uh, for 56 days before anyone even noticed. And when they did finally notice, this came out Tuesday night, people went absolutely berserk. And he said, okay, fine, we'll play it again. Uh, but again, that's interesting. It, shouldn't it? Be his choice is the team owner, and I don't know. Does he own this? Does he own the stadium also? I don't know, but in any case, uh, you know, should it be his choice? Is there a rule or a law that he has to do that? Should we play the national anthem before games? I remember uh, the few times that I've been lucky enough to go to uh, like an NFL game or an MLB game, and definitely I, I had season tickets to the UCF games for many years, we always did that. And it was kind of fun. I always thought it was fun. I always thought it was part of the experience. And then, of course, things came out 
maybe it's it's not cool. I don't know, but it's amazing how fired up people get about this kind of thing. And uh, and and this is an example where very quickly I think he saw people wanted it, so he started doing it again. But it's amazing that nobody noticed for fifty six games, isn't it? In the chat room. Uh, they're saying that uh, Slugor says our production company has just changed to no cloth only mask policy. Changed to a no cloth only mask. I don't understand what that means. Oh, saying surgical or KN95 only or surgical and cloth in response to the new variant. Yeah, the, um, the new variant, uh, the UK variant, and I think I have an article about that uh, today, is interesting in that it's supposed to be more contagious as we've talked about here on the air. And um, and apparently that means you need better protection. Well, if you remember yesterday on uh, meh.com, and I could probably open up a, a window for that, meh.com had a whole bunch of masks that were the KN95 uh, masks to go look at. So if you go over to meh.com slash Dan, that's where you can give me a little bit of credit for something you're probably going to buy anyway. Of course, today they don't have masks up there. They, <laughs> they have a 40-pack of Slim Fast Diabetic Weight Loss Meal Replacement Bars. Woohoo! You get 40 of them for 18 bucks, but they always have something crazy and weird. But you can actually go, and if you want to get some of the previous deals, they have this experiment that they're doing. And uh, so the, the masks are all sold out, of course. But you can get an eight-pack of Gillette Fusion 5 Pro Glide refill cartridges. You can get something called an Instant Regret Kit, which <laughs> is uh, which is, uh, which is <laughs> I don't. It's five dollars, and uh, it's a mystery box of weird stuff. And <laughs> that's, <laughs> I guess, that's a picture of what you might get. So anyway, mad.com/slash/dan. Go there and uh, give me a little bit of support. And while you're there, don't forget, you can support the show by going to patreon.com slash Benjamin. Give me a buck, give me five bucks, whatever you think is fair for the content that I provide for you every single day. Uh, Mr. Peanut, have you heard about this? Mr. Peanut uh, has joined the Skippy family, $3.4 billion sale. And uh, that's right. Uh, remember how in early 2020, Mr. Peanut died and was then reborn as a baby nut during the Super Bowl last year? Well, Kraft is selling planters to Hormel. They make Spam, they make Skippy, and the deal is worth $3.35 billion. It will close this year. It will give Hormel ownership of most products, including planters, the mixed nuts, the trail mix, corn nuts, cheese balls, cheese curls. And uh, planners brought in about a billion dollars in sales. So it actually makes sense. For Kraft, they say that ditching planners will offer a chance to focus on their most successful brands like Lunchables. Lunchables. Okay. I haven't eaten a Lunchable in a very long time. And mom, who I know watches the show, when I was a kid, you never gave me Lunchables, I think because they weren't that healthy and they also weren't filling. But I remember sitting there in school and whenever the kids would have the little packs, they had like, you know, it would have like the the peanut butter and then the crackers and it would come with this little plastic. It was supposedly like a knife, but it was just a little square red rectangle piece of plastic thing, not square. And you would use that to like, I always wanted those, mom. Uh, okay, more Newsweek links I can't share. This has been going 
all around social media now. Uh, Gina Carano, I believe I'm saying that correctly, is no longer part of Star Wars. And here's a picture of her in Star Wars. She plays Cara Dune or played Cara Dune on The Mandalorian. I have not seen The Mandalorian. I have not watched it. I've not attempted to watch it. It's not that I didn't like it. Calm down. I just didn't haven't watched it yet. Maybe I will one day. I don't know. But uh, Lucasfilm spokespeople said, quote, Gina Carano, Carano, hope I'm saying that right, is not currently employed by Lucasfilm and there are no plans uh, for her to be in the future. Nevertheless, her social media posts denigrating people based on their cultural and religious identities are abhorrent and unacceptable. So basically, there was a, uh, a Twitter hashtag called Fire Gina Carano, which trended on Twitter for a good part of the day. The night before, she shared an anti-Semitic story on her Instagram and then deleted it. But everyone captured it, of course, because the Internet is forever. And so here is uh, here is a picture of it. And here's what she says for those of you who are uh, not able to see it. It says Jews were beaten in the streets, not by Nazi soldiers, but by their neighbors, even by children. Because history is edited, most people today don't realize that to get to the point where Nazi soldiers could easily round up thousands of Jews, the government first made their own neighbors hate them simply for being Jews. How is that any different from someone being hated for their political views? So she tweeted that. And uh, and that, I guess, got her canceled, essentially. Um, So... uh, you know, this is apparently she has she has already been doing this kind of thing. She mocked COVID mask mandates. She talked about uh, the United States election. Uh, she liked posts that disparaged uh, BLM movement and derided the changes in pronoun usage where people will use they or them and things like that. And uh, interestingly, she was one of the main characters on the show. Apparently, like I said, I haven't seen it. Uh now, again, these are her opinions, uh, and she has now been canceled for her opinions. Now, in this case, I think it's it's pretty obvious that her opinions maybe could be interpreted as anti-Semitic, racist, etc. Um, you know, at what point do you say, well, this was good censorship compared to, you know, talking about something else that you believe? This is really a weird time because the laws around this stuff aren't really clear. The social media platforms, private companies can do whatever the heck they want. If if they want to turn you off for saying something that they don't like, like this lime soda tastes like Coca-Cola, well, they can do it. Sometimes it feels right, though, and sometimes it doesn't. Uh, now, there's another article on that. Same thing I just covered. Oh, yeah, check this out. I was talking to a friend of mine at the comic shop about this. Um, eBay's trading card report shows a 574% increase in Pokemon card sales in 2020. Cards are going crazy right now. They released a report that shows not only did 2020 see the trading card category grow 142%, more than 4 million cards were sold uh, compared to 2019, but... This is spreading out across the board. Trading card sales in other countries grown 162% overall. Australia leading with 379%, China with 205%, uh, Canada with 149%, and Europe with 113%. This is called the State of Trading Cards Report, and it shows which categories of cards uh, were performing best. So sports trading cards, 2000 uh, year 2000 playoff contenders Tom Brady, that one sold, like I told you, for 
thousand dollars. A nineteen eighty three Magic the Gathering card sold for five hundred eleven. It's crazy, but Pokemon are the big ones. Pokemon coming in at number one, followed by basketball cards, baseball cards, Magic the Gathering, and finally football cards. The most popular uh, trading cards were Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, LeBron James, Zion Williamson, and Mike Trout. The most uh, popular Pokemon trading cards were Charizard, Pikachu, Mewtwo, and Blastoise. I'm just sad that War Turtle didn't make it into the list. California's rainfall is at historic lows. This is bad for wildfires. It's bad for farms. It's bad for everything. Uh, and uh, of course, anything that can go wrong will go wrong. The current precipitation is only 30 to 70% of what the state would have expected to have during a normal year. So uh, not so great. Uh, speaking of censorship, I guess that's the theme for today's show. Larry Flint, who was famous for uh, trying to buck the trends of censorship and what could or couldn't be published or put out in a magazine. He has passed away. Remember that he made Hustler magazine. He was 78 years old and uh, he has passed away. Uh, not seeing this covered a lot. Um, I guess maybe he's, they didn't feel that he was as important anymore. Uh, but um, he was a hardcore pornographer. He went up against the Supreme Court in 1988. He became a free speech folk hero. And whether you liked him or not, he changed a lot of things. He was 78 years old, and uh, now he is gone. And uh, the last thing that I have to tell you about today, uh, kind of weird, this is in the BBC, and so, of course, we would be remiss if we didn't play a little bit of our, uh, you know, UK song. Pigs can play video games with their snouts. Yes, indeed. And look, here is a picture of a pig playing a video game. And uh, the theater of the mind. yeah, he, uh, it's a special joystick and it's a special game just for pigs. And they've done this with four pigs <laughs> whose names are Hamlet, Omelette, Ebony, and Ivory. And they were trained to use an arcade style joystick to steer an on-screen cursor into walls. They said the, facts that, the fact that the pigs understood the connection between the stick and the game is no small feat. But think about that. Something we take for granted you move your mouse around, it moves a thing on the screen. That's like a tough concept, but they get it. The pigs get it. Uh, they say the pigs even continued playing when the food reward dispenser broke, apparently because this gave them some kind of social contact as well. It says usually the pigs would be given a food pellet for winning the game level, but during testing it broke and they kept clearing the game levels when encouraged by some of the researchers' kind words. Uh, this sort of study is important because as with any with any sentient being, how we interact with pigs and what we do to them impacts and matters to them. This is lead author, Dr. Candace uh, Crooney. That's your name. So now they're trying to ruin barbecue for everyone too. The research team also thought that the fact that pigs could play video games at all, since they are far-sighted animals with no hands or thumbs, was remarkable. They said it was not easy for them. Out of the two Yorkshire pigs, Hamlet was better at the game than Omelette but both struggled when it got harder, hitting the single target just under half of the time. These are uh, Pinto micro pigs. Uh, they had a bigger gamer skill cap. Ivory was able to hit one wall target 76% of the time, but Ebony could only do it 34% of the time. Here's another glimpse into this system and the setup of how it worked. You can see the little joystick here and then the little pellets. And so I'm guessing the little pellet tray. So... Um, 
yeah, but they learned they learned to play these games. What does that mean? I don't know, but that's all I have for you today. I'll be back tomorrow, regular time, and I sure do appreciate you tuning in. Don't forget, subscribe, but also donate. Patreon.com slash Dan Benjamin is a place to go for that. I am Dan Benjamin. You can follow me on any of the social networks at Dan Benjamin that you'd like and send your links and news stories there. Last but not least, don't forget to smash the like button, follow, hit the bell so you know when I go on the air. It means a lot. It helps a lot. And uh, that's all I've got for you today. And don't forget to name your show or your product or your service, Fireside. Have a good one.